Hi, welcome back to another edition of the Spike Bar podcast. This week's uh, podcast will obviously be another major podcast with the PGA Championship coming up this week at Bethpage Black. Um, seems a bit crazy how quickly that has come around this year, obviously normally in August, uh, but has been brought forward uh, to May um, from this year. Uh, moving forward just I think really because it clashed with the American football season out in the States um, and I think kind of the the uh, golf authorities really wanted to try and get take a hold of the schedule uh, basically try and maximize the audience and therefore advertising and brand revenue but uh, what that means for us golf fans is there's an awful lot of very very good golf um, over the next uh, couple of months obviously started off with the the Masters last week PGA Championship this month next month the US Open at Pebble Beach and then of course uh, the Open at Royal Port Rush in July so great few weeks uh, up ahead um, but before we kick off into the PGA Championship and obviously talking around all the storylines and what to expect and the course itself etc um, let's kick off just by wrapping up uh, what's been going on in the game of golf over the last week or so um, first things first, let's kick things off with the European Tour, which had the British Masters at Hillside. Uh, great event, well, very well attended event um, over the whole uh, over the whole week. That's a sort of a golfing mecca, really, on the uh, on the west coast of England near Liverpool. Uh, fabulous, it's right next door to Royal Birkdale and produced a really really good uh, final day. Uh, in particular with uh, Marcus Kinnault, uh, the 22-year-old from Sweden, winning his first European Tour victory. He birdied the 18th hole to win by one stroke, uh, ahead of Matt Wallace and Eddie Pepperell uh, and uh, Robert McIntyre from Scotland. Um, yeah, really fascinating last round. Um, Eddie Pepperell, uh, sorry, not Eddie, uh, Matt Wallace and Marcus Kinnault uh, were two, three shots ahead going into the final round and were kind of yo-yoing. Marcus looked in control of uh, the final round at the beginning. Uh, burning a couple of the early holes to take a bit of a lead uh, but then he bogeyed two holes on the coming on the back nine to let Matt Wallace in and uh, Matt just couldn't close anything out over the last few holes he just missed out lipped out a couple of putts um, and Marcus Kinnock was just like a like a laser that last iron shot into that 18th hole 192 yards I think he stuffed it into about six feet um, finished off the putt uh, just a, a really great solid finish and a very good young uh, Scandinavian player that's back-to-back Scandinavian wins with Mikko Kornahan winning the uh, Volvo China Open last week uh, so well done to him um, great defense uh, by Eddie Pepperell um, coming in T second, just solid first couple of rounds, and then really made a push over the weekend. Uh, just falling one one shot, one shot shy, but played incredibly well over the week. And uh, it's not easy going uh, defending your title, but did an excellent job coming uh, tied for second with with Matt Wallace. And you must also mention Robert McIntyre again. Uh, just a, a fabulous finish. He looks like a classy player. Um, the lefty from uh, from Scotland. Uh, he broke through last year through the Challenge Tour, um, getting his European Tour card this season. He's made a number of decent finishes already. No wins as yet, um, but I think that's in his future. He's just a really silky left-handed player. Looks excellent, but finishing uh, eagle birdie to, to finish tied second with Matt and Eddie. Um, another good use for Scottish golf as well. Uh, another um, stalwart of the European Tour. Um, not really featured that prominently recently but uh, Richie Ramsey uh, coming in fifth a good a good week for him and one that was needed for uh, to help him obviously retain his card moving forward I think kind of the only other thing to 
uh, to mention was there was a course record shot in the first round by Matt Jordan. Um, again, another young pro. I think I believe he's only 22, uh, or maybe even 21. Um, he's only recently turned. I think it was his fifth professional event um, to shoot a nine under. Uh, course record in your first round and probably the biggest tournament you've played in to date uh, was uh, was ballsy stuff and he looks like he's a Lynx player through and through I saw he won the Lytham Trophy um, and performed very well in the amateur uh, tours um, amateur events at uh, the the big uh, Lynx uh, type uh, uh, type courses so look look out for him he's a name for the future Matthew Jordan moving forward um over on the PGA Tour, we had the Byron Nelson. Uh, Byron Nelson, it, it's always been a kind of relatively prestigious event. Obviously, Byron Nelson being one of kind of the forefathers in golf. Um, but this kind of competition sort of lost its way a little bit. It, it was not like for a number of years, just playing on a pretty mundane and boring course. Um, but Trinity Forest is a new course, uh, very sort of linksy style, uh, meant to prepare fast and firm. Unfortunately, the weather conditions meant it was very soft uh, and there was no wind whatsoever. So um, the course was kind of torn up again this year. Uh, Sung Kang uh, winning his first PGA Tour event by two strokes. And en route, he shot a course record 61. In fact, he equaled the course record by uh, Mark Leishman set last year. Um, but it was good for Sung Kang to, to get his first uh, PGA Tour victory. He was really unfortunate. He, he came very close a couple of years ago to winning the Houston Open, um, only to be uh, outdone with uh, Russell Henley going full Mad Max in the final round, shooting 10 birdies um, to, uh, to to pip him at the Houston Open. So uh, he becomes the 10th Korean, South Korean, to win on the PGA Tour. Some way behind uh, KJ Choi, I think he's got eight uh, victories, but still uh, um, a good a good victory for him nonetheless. In terms of other notes coming out of the event there over in uh, on the PGA Tour, Brooks Kepka looked in ominous form. Um, he ended up finishing fourth in the end, shot a 65 final round, uh, you know, three shots back. Um, he just looks so. He's, he's, he's a fascinating player, is Brooks, because he just looks so disinterested, doesn't he, when he's when he's playing? But uh, clearly, clearly, he isn't. Uh, he has to be motivated. But um, we'll talk about him a bit later, obviously, with the PGA Championship coming up. But uh, good, good form from him. And Scott Piercy and Matt Every um, coming uh, tied for second. Um, Scott Piercy became uh, the first player, I believe, in ten years to play a whole tournament bogey-free. Um, so uh, unfortunate not to win, but uh, still a great. Uh, uh, well, a great uh, feat nonetheless to, to go bogey-free through tournament golf. And then the final one is I just want to touch on. It's kind of my Jordan Spieth watch. Jordan finished tied for 29th. Still not got a top 20 finish this year. And he's still not had a top 10 finish, I think, since the Masters last year. So um, sort of showing some signs. Uh, I, I think I saw a stat the other day that he's... He's actually tied 18th on the PGA Tour for birdies converted, but he's something like 180th um, in a basically bogey avoidance. I think is the stat. So his problem is, is just there just seems to be big scores on his cards. Regardless, he can get birdies with the best of them, but he just cannot keep the uh, the big scores off. Um, but in terms of uh, the biggest news over the weekend with both tournaments it came down to the picks that I have with the lads uh, Mark 
at Invisible Golfer has won his first point in six weeks. Oh, not six weeks, even six months, I should say. So well done to Mark. He picked Pat Perez in the Byron Nelson, who had a pretty decent week, ended up top 20 finish. Um, unfortunately, the rest of us didn't show up. So Mark Leishman, my pick, withdrew on the morning of the, of the event. Uh, Adam's pick, Charles Howe second also withdrew injured on the second day. And Adam Shank, who was uh, Simon's pick, uh, missed the cut. So... I won't call it a hollow victory. Let's just call it a victory and celebrate it as that. Um, and in terms of the picks on the uh, British Masters, I came in with another point uh, with Eddie Pepperell um, uh, coming T second. Uh, Adam had Tommy Fleetwood, who was eighth. Simon had Tyrrell Hatton, who came 35th in the end. And Mark, let's just ignore that. He had Stephen Gallagher, who missed the cut. But uh, nonetheless, the leaderboard as it stands before the PGA Championship is myself, the spike bar, has nine points. Simon has eight. Adam has six. And Mark has two. Still a long way to go, Mark. Still a long way to go. Um, finally, other news this week. I think the big news, um, uh, well, two bits of big news. One, Golf Digest, the magazine, was bought by Golf TV for reportedly $30 million. A couple of interesting things is obviously Golf TV is the big on-life golf app um, that the rest of the world can download. I think it's going to be available in the UK probably after the next Sky Deal runs out, which I believe is early 2020s. Um, it's an interesting acquisition for a couple of different notes. I think it's a good acquisition for the brands because it means more advertising. It's another stream of advertising for them. I'm not sure how good it is for you and I, the consumer, but let's see. Um, but in terms of business, look, Golf Digest has been sold three times in its history. The last time was in 2001, and it was sold for 400 million. This time around, it was sold for just 30 million. Just shows how different the world is these days. Um, but still, it's it's good because there's a lot of good people there at Golf Digest and lots of interesting content that comes out of there. So good to see that that will still be uh, in the forefront moving forward. Now, the main event, PGA Championship. So PGA Championship is for the first time in May. Um, it's obviously historically been mid-late August um, and... It, I think on a couple of notes it's, it's good obviously the mid late August meant there was always going to be some weather in there whether it be just crazy hot humid and always some sort of rain showers thunder showers so moving it to this time of year perhaps will help although obviously um, on the east coast of the US they still have some relatively inclement weather a bit like us here in the UK so um, the weather can be a little bit dodgy but um, still it's a great it's a great event played at an excellent course. So um, this year it's going to be at Beth Page Black, uh, which is basically the first public course to ever host a US Open. It's hosted two US Opens in 2002 and 2009. Um, so Tiger won in 2002, um, holding off Phil Mickelson by three shots. And then in 2009 was when Lucas Glover won um, he held off Ricky Barnes, David Duval, and Phil Mickelson again. Tiger didn't well, he didn't do badly in that one. He came sixth in that event in 2009. So he's already had a couple of U.S. Opens. It is a is a major pedigree chap. It's a um, track. It's a big course. Um, uh, excellent 
attendance it's going to be rough and rowdy with the with the crowds expect a lot of mashed potatoes and uh, other crazy um, callings out throughout the week Um, but it'll be a well attended event it's also um, had quite other prominent uh, tournaments uh, to do with the FedEx Cup so it's held a couple of um, FedEx Cup playoff events in the past back in 2012 and 2016 um, too so the, the guys have played the course in more recent years in fact those last two events the 2012 was won by Nick Watney um, and 2016 was won by uh, Ryder Cup favourite uh, Patrick Reed. Um, so it'll be it'll be an interesting event it's one that most of the pros will have seen beforehand in some sort of tournament condition um but i think the conditions this week will be slightly different to when they will have seen it beforehand a because it's normally played later in the year so it won't be quite as warm and i think that's a that's going to be quite an important um important factor this week the weather um and also because of the setup too it's not going to be the same as it has been for the barclays the fedex cup playoff event too um so look the course is playing just over seven thousand four hundred yards it's a par 70 it's barely longer than it was 10 years ago for the us open um but that being said the best ever score aggregate score has been 274 that's six under par so um don't expect the scoring to be crazy low this week Uh, as i kind of touched on the weather this time of year um on the east coast is still relatively can be relatively inclement um they've had a lot of rain uh, over the past month or so so um the course is likely to be playing quite soft which will favor the big hitters and this course favors big hitters anyway um I know for a fact that the fairways are pretty narrow and whilst the rough isn't kind of US open crazy long it's going to be lush as hell I I think I read somewhere earlier on that it's only going to be four inches in length which isn't crazy long um, but because of the kind of the wet under feet um, it's going to be very lush so kind of key factors to sort of really look out for this week is driving accuracy strokes gained um, T to green and strokes gain T to green is kind of a given but certainly driving accuracy uh, and then um, uh, strokes gained from rough uh, rough on approach or so approach to green from the rough kind of you're looking at that sort of 150 to 175 yards sorts of stats you want to kind of look in that area so players playing well out of the rough are going to do well uh, in this event um, I think kind of the final point I've touched on it a little bit is the weather so this weekend it's going to max out like 15 degrees um i don't think it's going to rain a huge amount just looking at the weather forecast it does keep changing there might be the odd shower but it's just going to be quite damp and cool um so uh, that's important because you know as i'm going to come on to some of the storylines i think that's that's really important for somebody like tiger you know tiger He's not the same human being. He hasn't got the same body as he did 15, 20 years ago. He takes a lot of time and preparation, warming up and getting ready for each major event, uh, or each event, and let alone each major. Um, and he would have preferred to keep the event back in August uh, because it's warmer. It's just better for his body all in general. So uh, I'm not I'm not ruling him out, but I'm saying that it'll be interesting to see how he reacts this week um given the weather that's uh, that's out there um in terms of the pga championship as a whole over the last kind of 
sort of 10 years, it's been sort of the major where you get a lot of rookies winning. Um, so you've had Justin Thomas, who won his first major here, Jimmy Walker in 2016, Jason Day 2015, Jason Duffner 2013, Keegan Bradley 2011. Um, so quite often it tends to be sort of the first major um, uh, to, to be won. So and and I kind of we'll talk about our picks a bit later on, but you actually look at the the betting. You look at some of the guys who haven't won a major as yet. The Tony Finau's, the Xander Schauffele's, the uh, John Rams, um, the Tommy Fleetwoods, etc. Of this world, you just look at this sort of course and you think, "Yep, this could be a course for them." You could see them winning on this type of course on the PGA Championship. So, it's it's going to be a fantastic uh, fantastic week um, this week. Obviously, the I think some of the key storylines I've touched on one of them already, which is um, driving accuracy. I think that's really going to play a, an absolutely fundamental role. All of the stats that I've seen running into this is that you know if you don't if you're not hitting at least sixty six percent of the fairways, you're not winning this event. Um, that basically tends to be the track record at Bethpage Black. You need to be hitting sixty six at least sixty six percent of the uh, of the fairways to have any chance of 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 winning and then iron play the greens are as i understand the greens aren't like crazy difficult they're very makeable they're not um as undulating as quick as the as augusta or other events uh, so it's very makeable it's just getting to the green the bunkers are so penal around uh, the green size huge huge faces so um it accuracy to the green and then once you're on there just making a few putts i know that's kind of the normal the normal stats that get thrown out there make a few putts and you'll win but I think that's going to be um, certainly the case this week um, I think what was kind of fascinating in, in doing a bit of research before this event there were a couple of things that really stood out for me and kind of the main one is actually the consistency now that we have at the top of the game and the consistency and strength of the leaderboards we've had over the last 12 months uh, in terms of those people contending, and it's actually the, quite regularly the same names that are up there. So if we just quickly go over the last four majors and those people that have been contending at each. So the US Open, you had Kepka, DJ, Fleetwood, Finau, and Chauffele, all there or thereabouts. The Open, you had Molinari, Tiger, Rory, and Chauffele. PGA Championship, Kepka, Tiger, Scott. Molinari and Ram, and then the Masters: Tiger, Kepka, Sheffield, uh, DJ, Molinari, Finau, and Ram again. So we're say, seeing the same names over and over and over again. Really interesting how that I hadn't really thought about that, but actually, if you do think about it, we haven't had anybody um kind of outside the top fifty in the world, or anybody out of the ordinary who sort of jumped out. I think Jimmy Walker's possibly the last kind of unheralded name that sort of jumped out but they've just the leaderboards have been crushing it um again and the other interesting stat that i saw um is that since nike have given up um doing the equipment sort of 18 months ago now they have won the last five majors so you had tiger obviously uh, winning the masters brooks winning the u.s Open and the PGA Championship, Molinari winning the Open 
and Patrick Reed winning the Masters in 2018 too. So um, Nike may well have given up on the equipment, but uh, certainly the clothing brand is uh, still still uh, leading when it comes to majors. So with that in mind, others that could win, you've got Fleetwood still, Paul Casey, Shoffley. Not sure if Finau. I think Finau might be Nike as well. But uh, anyway, it'll be interesting to see if Nike can continue that dominance. So look, in terms of the betting and the favourites from uh, the betters um, side of things, so you've got Kepka who's leading at 10 to 1. Um, obviously, Justin Thomas uh, coming out with his wrist injury at, at, at the last minute. Um, he was joint second favourite with, with DJ originally. but uh, So you've got DJ 11 to 1, McElroy and Tiger at 12 to 1. Ram eighteen to one, Fowler and Rose at twenty to one, uh, Jason Day twenty two to one, Molinari twenty five to one, Shoffley twenty eight to one, Fleetwood thirty three, Finau thirty five, Deshambo Garcia at forty, Spieth Matsuyama and Cantley at forty five, and just to throw him in there, Mister Mickelson at seventy five to one. Um, that is an unbelievably stat leaderboard and. You know, f- for me, the overwhelming favourite is Brooks Kepka. Absolutely. Um, we'll come on to the picks in a minute. Um, I-, I would have picked him, but somebody else beat, beat me to it there. But uh, he's the overwhelming favourite. I think just his his form over the last uh, well three years now in majors is 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 unrivaled. Um, he's coming up to kind of Tiger S form in his heyday, um, just in terms of his the brutality and consistency. He hits the ball forever. Nothing seems to phase him. He's great putter. Uh, he's just in in really solid form. So I can't see him not contending. I'd be amazed if he wasn't contending this weekend. Um, but then you kind of look at the others, and because of Tiger's win at the Masters, I think sort of there's quite a few people that are sneaky under the radar and you could really make a case for pretty much anyone up until sort of fee now really so that's the top sort of 15 names 12 12 names that you could make a really strong case as to why they might win i mean i say fee now but actually i don't know if i believe that <coughs> excuse me um but there's just some unbelievably good golfers and I think that they could all do well at this course because they all bring different attributes that could do well you know DJ McElroy are the same um, you know length off the tee uh, you know I think if they can get the iron the uh, the putter working for both of them I think they would be tough to beat this week Ram is very similar to those guys Fowler's been there or thereabouts I think Fowler's the second most consistent major performer over the last three years behind Brooks and those two are kind of some way um, some way ahead of everybody else then you've got you know, the likes of Justin Rose who's completely under the radar world number two just completely under the radar nobody's talking about him um, you know, we know how good a player he is and we know how good he is around excellent and world-renowned golf courses so his list of golf courses that he's won at is ridiculous I think second to almost Tiger and Tiger and Jack and probably nobody else uh, and then you've got the likes of Jason Day um, who's actually along with DJ, has the best record at at uh, Bethpage uh, Black when it comes to uh, the last two events here. So he's got prior history there. And then you've got the likes of Molinari and Choffelet and Fleetwood, who just seem to be big game hunters, uh, playing excellent, excellent full stop. So just a fascinating event this weekend. Um, uh, be, I'm just intrigued. I think we're just going to get another stacked leaderboard. I can't see anybody outside of the top 
top 15 on on most betting websites winning i just can't see it um so with that in mind let's come to the picks this week so uh first things we'll, we'll kick off with my pick so i i'm actually going for a rookie to win um i'm going for somebody who's a little bit tempestuous spanish hands mr john rahm 18 to 1 um he's he's proving himself to be more and more consistent i think he's been consistent since he's been on the tour but certainly in the majors he's becoming better and better um this course will suit him well you know strokes gain driving he's second on the tour behind McElroy and strokes gain tee to green he's 13th uh, on tour I think you know the length that he has um, the short game that he has again he's a little bit McElroy and DJ-esque he just needs to hold a few more putts um, I don't think it's a case of him not being aggressive I just think sometimes he's overly aggressive uh, with his putting but I, I, I really do like him and I think it's he's He's a bit like McElroy in that I expect him to break through at a PGA Championship. I don't know why. I just think he he will thrive in these sorts of conditions. I think the fact that it's soft will appeal to him as well because uh, he's one of the longer hitters on tour. Um, in terms of um, our picks this week, we're also, um, the, the, the four of us are picking an outsider each two. And an outsider is somebody who's going to be 100 to 1 or more uh, in the odds. And I'm, I'm actually going for Ryan Moore at 150 to 1 so he's another great he's got pedigree at this course uh, but he's great in terms of driving accuracy he's fifth on the PGA Tour this year in terms of driving accuracy he finished tied 10th in the US Open in 2009 and he finished tied 7th when they last played competitively at Bethpage Black in 2016 just a super solid player Um, nothing too flashy but again he's just a very solid player who's done well on this track and I think that will count for something the other person I did have a little think about and I'm cheating here by giving you a second name is Justin Harding um, the South African who's torn up the uh, European Tour this year with uh, with a few victories I think he's had six victories in his last 13 months and he's taken well to the PGA Tour in a couple of events he's played out there too but driving accuracy is very solid. Um, I think he leads the PGA Tour in stats in terms of um, approach to green from rough as well. So um, he's obviously playing all, already pretty well on the PGA Tour. Nothing seems to phase him. He's obviously playing incredibly well. Um, confidence is high. So 200, 200 to 1, he's not a bad uh, bad outsider either. Um, we've come on to Simon next. So Simon's gone with his own favourite, Ricky Fowler. 22 to 1 um again look i can see ricky winning um this too i think everything the course sets up for him he's long enough he's great on the short game um he just needs to eradicate some mistakes as far as i'm concerned he's been a consistent major performer now for a number of years i think since rory were kind of went back guano insane in 2014 I want to say when he won a couple of his majors 2015 I forget now um, he came second to Rory basically the year Rory won everything so um, he's been very solid now for a number of years he, he should win a major at some stage there's no reason why not so 22 to 1 I do like him and he's got history here he finished tied 7th alongside Ryan Moore at the last uh, uh, last tournament the Barclays and the FedEx Cup in 2016 and then Simon's outsider is, is somebody I like as well Matt Wallace 125 to 1 
good old Matt Wallace, um, he of uh, social media European tour fame with Eddie Pepper just played a prank on him this week um, that you can find on social media. But a great week last week at the British Masters. Obviously going from Lynx to Bethpage Black is a bit of a step, but look, he did well at the PGA Championship last year at Belle Reve. Uh, he got a, uh, got a hole in one, if I remember rightly, in the final round. Uh, so he had a good finish there. Um, yeah, he's a great player, isn't he? Good player, so it'd be interesting to see how he how he copes this week. Adam Adam was the fastest in getting back to us uh, with Brooks Kepka as his pick for winner. Um, don't really say much about him, do we? I think he's he's just quality. I think he'll do he'll do well this week. I'll be amazed if he's not there or thereabouts by the end of it. And I do like his outsider pick. He's gone with Jorge Campillo. 225 to 1, the Spaniard who just recently won his first European Tour event. He's been super solid on the European Tour for a couple of years now. Uh, be interesting to see how his game translate out, translates out on the PGA, uh, at the PGA Championship. Um, obviously, different style of golf courses. Um, yeah, so that that will be interesting. Um, but uh, I, do, I do like the pick. I understand where Adam's coming from with that. And Mark... I really like your picks this week as well. Mark's picked two humdingers. Um, so I think Mark can have a couple couple more points in the bag um, come the end of the weekend. He's gone with Dustin Johnson at 11-1. to 1. He finished third at the Barclays um, in 2012. He also had a decent finish in 2016. He is, alongside Jason Day, got the best track record at Bethpage Black in the last couple of events there. Sneaky good, obviously came second in the um, uh, Masters uh, five weeks ago now. I think it was five or six weeks ago. Um, And also came second at the US Open last year. He plays well in major championships on the whole, sort of sneaky well. Um, He's got to win more than one, surely, at some stage. Um, And then Mark's outsider, again, I really liked him. He came on the nose at 100 to 1. That's a great pick, and that's Ian Poulter. Ian Poulter has played well at Bethpage Black in the past. He's played here f- three times, I think. I played 2009 Open, where I think he had a he made the cut and finished top 30, top 35, and then uh, both the uh, FedEx Cup Playoff Championships, um, uh, P- FedEx Playoff uh, events. He uh, he also played and did pretty well there too. So, really do like Mark's two picks there. So look, there you have it. Slightly longer episode tonight. Just trying to give you as much info as I can prior to the PGA Championships. I think it'll be a great event. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, do hit me up at the Spike Bar on Twitter. Let me know who your picks are or what, and what you think of ours. And yeah, hopefully Mark can make it two weeks in a row and get some more uh, more picks on the board. We'll get double points this week. So two points for uh, for the top finisher, and obviously if somebody wins, they get four points, and then there's a bonus point for whoever has the highest outsider pick. So, yeah, look, do hit me up on Twitter. Let me know who you who you fancy, and any outside picks you've got that we maybe have uh, have missed out on. But until next week, enjoy the golf. Cheers.